Previously on Soda Awesome Plus, Kyle wins the intro. Meg retaliates by not buying him ice cream. That one stung. Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's and I'm good. It's Saturday. It is Saturday. Do you feel like it's uh, been a good work day for you no. in some ways? No. Okay. I did have the singular accomplishment <clears throat> that different... Different than last Saturday, I got up, got things done up, and at least the uh, the podcast version was up more quickly this Saturday than last. Okay. Now I've created quite the self expectation. In reality, there may be like two people that care. <laughs> but hey, I satisfied my own goal. That's right. Absolutely, I understand that. That's. How I feel about getting sort of awesome out by a certain time every week. Um, that's good. It's good. I have been working today. What did you do today? Wait, we messed that up. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, do I sound nasally? I feel like I sound nasally to myself. I feel like I'm extra quiet, and so I'm trying to project. Yeah, you. I was gonna. It sounds like he's taking a dump. He's straining over here. It's all weird. I don't know what's well, going on. Either that or let, um, that would be unlike your client who was pooping on right, the phone. Right, right. He whispered. It muted his voice. He whisper shared. Like it was all seductive. Um, what was I going to say? Something about what you did. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. It has been a good work day for me. Um, I certainly didn't get everything done I had wanted to, but I've spent a lot of time cleaning house today. The house has fallen into disrepair. The hands of pirates. Mm, Yes. Angry, crummy pirates. They're angry all the time. And so, too. Are there there a lot of fastidious pirates out there? Are there any? The ones that have to swab the poop deck, right? I don't know. What is the poop deck? What is a poop deck? I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's been too long. Since, since my, you were on the pirate ship. Since my pirating days. <laughs> and to be honest, I drank a lot of rum. I don't remember a lot of those times. That's fair. Um, okay, these pirates, well, to pacify them, I give them food, and then they carry it all around the house, and the crumbs collect along every baseboard. It was so dirty, I was about to lose my mind. Oh, but speaking of crumbs, this wasn't even part of the working part of today. But it does have to do with our apparently now off-camera director. She's here off-camera most of the day when we record. Most of the times, not most of the day. But AJ has been asking me for a couple of weeks if we could make some homemade bread. And I've been putting her off and putting her off because I was convinced it was going to be an ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't made bread from scratch in probably like eight or nine years. And it felt like it was going to be a big floury, yeasty mess. <laughs> That's never mind. Yeah. That was my high school nickname. That was your high school nickname, <laughs> which is a miracle we ever clicked. Because of that. What a terrible nickname. I didn't know what to what direction to go with it. But as soon as I said it, 
know it had to go somewhere. Okay, anyway, I'd been putting her off because I really did think it was going to be a big mess. But finally today, she was like, please, 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 can we make some homemade bread? She so, said please that many times? She did. I mean, it may have been even I just fact-checked this and nope. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for telling the truth. <laughs> thanks for being a sort of liar. Great. So we get out the stuff. We actually had this stuff. I did. I couldn't even believe it, but we had some yeast in the freezer from who knows what baking experiment. Moonshining. From our moonshine, yes. Yeah. We got it out. We did all that. We followed the steps. We found a pretty easy recipe. Needed it by hand. She didn't like that part. I warned her that it's going to be a lot of kneading. We took turns and I actually brought the twins in. They needed it for a while. They wow. loved it. And yeah, we, as much as they like Play-Doh and oh, yeah. whatever other garbages were constantly combing out of the carpets. Uh -huh. AJ was like, look at the dirt under their fingernails. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Um, so we did it. We put it to set it to rise and it rose and it did all of the things and we baked it and it turned out maybe not quite as poofy and yeasty as I would have hoped, but you saw it. I mean, yeah. it looks like bread. All except for the raisins. <laughs> There's no raisins. That's the concerning part. Um, yeah, <laughs> I get it. So that, the reason that crumbs reminded me of it is because it is, a little bit crummier than I would have hoped for in, in a bread. Um, you have a lot of high bread standards. Maybe I do. As soon as we pulled it out of the oven and turned it out onto the uh, cutting board to cool, AJ was like, we would not win Great British, British Bake Off with this. <laughs> Is that a thing? I've never even heard of this. <clears throat> what? You've never heard of the Great British Bake Off? No. I guess I was busy not being a nerd. <laughs> not even a nerd thing. It's like one of the most popular things hey, yeah. in pop culture in the yeah. past few years. Whatever you got to say to make yourself feel better. Okay. I can't wait to have see you stand corrected on this. Well, you'll be waiting a long time. Um, so we made bread, and that was a big accomplishment. That's cool. And I think that we're happy it turned out. We're going to have some with our dinner It's going to be part of dinner. Yes. But... In the meantime, I really did want to clean house, vacuum up the crumbs. Uh, so I got some of that done. I had asked for an audiobook recommendation in a group run by our friends and superstars, Meredith and Katie, who have the Currently Reading podcast, which is a brilliant books and reading uh, podcast. Currently Reading is a podcast by Meredith Monday Schwartz and Katie Cobb. It is awesome. They are awesome. You should listen to it a lot. You'd be a lot more awesome if you did. I'm in a uh, Facebook group with for them for uh, currently reading, for patrons of currently reading, actually. And I asked in there, what would you all suggest as an audiobook that is kind of like a tell-all or a behind-the-scenes or something like that? I really was in the mood for someone to just give me the inside scoop on something. So one of our superstars who's in there, Corey, gave me several really good suggestions. One of them being, she reminded me that this past spring, just last month, there was a new book that was released on The Office. 
It's like the oral history of the office. And it's written by Andy Green, who's a writer and a, a TV critic for Rolling Stone. And it really is the history of the office going all the way back to when Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant started the office in uh, Britain for uh, TV there and how it came over here. Anyway. I'm obsessed with this book. I got it on audio. It's a, at first I thought it was going to be a little cheesy because it draws in voices and um, uh, perspectives and stories from a variety of people that were attached to the project. Some of them actors, but a lot of them like writers and producers. And um, so what they do in the audio version is they, none of the, uh, none of the people who are quoted read their own parts. Like John Krasinski is not reading his Right. Isn't that weird, though? It's so weird. So I thought it was going to be a little off-putting at first because they have regular voice actors who do, you know, audiobook narration, mm -hmm. narrating the parts of the book, and it switches out. But I have to say, after the, like the first chapter, you really get used to it, and it's easy to kind of keep track of like who's speaking um, in what place. And plus, every time they, there's a quoted section, the person who's reading, who's narrating that part, will say like John Krasinski. You know, Jenna Fisher, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just finished the chapter on the casting process, which I absolutely loved. I love behind the scenes stuff. I love the story how, of how things happen. And they kind of go through and talk about who was up for different parts, like for the role of Jim Halpert, um, Seth Rogen was an early thought, Colin Hanks, some more well-known people. John Krasinski, of course, went out. Um, some really interesting choices for the character of Dwight, but most interesting to me, and I think this will be interesting to you, and this is why I wanted to tell this whole story. It's been a long walk, but here we are. For, for the role of Michael Scott, they could not land on somebody. They had, they ran through a whole list of well-known um, comedic actors, um, even people like Steve Buscemi and, um, Golly, I can't even remember now. Other names that anybody would recognize. A long list. But when it came down to it, at the, the final two was between Steve Carell and Bob Odenkirk. Now, do you know who Bob Odenkirk is by name? No. Who's this? Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman. That's all you had to say while you get it all confusing <laughs> with all these other names. Okay. But Bob Odenkirk was a, an up-and-coming um, comedic actor at the time, was not very well-known, had not done TV and film, was not, you know, Saul Goodman as he is now. And he really, really, really wanted this part. He'd come in and read for it several times. A lot of people liked him. But then another camp kind of came in and was really pushing for Steve Carell. And they felt like the difference was that... Um, they, they both kind of play these like really obnoxious, totally not self-aware mm -hmm. views on um, Michael Scott's character, but that where Steve Carell was a little bit more douchey about it, Bob Odenkirk was a little bit more asshole about it. And they um. wanted to go a little softer on the douchey, like a little bit more sincere and not quite as hard edged as Bob Odenkirk took that Michael Scott character, which turned out to be perfect because then he went on to become Saul Goodman. Can you imagine anybody else playing that iconic role? No. For the like Steve Carell as Saul Goodman, <laughs> right? Yes, it would no. never work. Right. So anyway, it's so good. I am obsessed with this book. I will continue to listen to it. I promise I won't make you all hear my recaps of it oh, every you day, will. You but will. it's so it's going to happen. Good. In fact, I was up late last night. Longer than you. This hardly ever it happens. Hardly ever happens. And rather than watching some of the new material that's out there, I was just watching 
reruns of The Office. So you didn't catch up on the Sword Awesome Plus videos? <laughs> I don't need to catch up on it. I am in them and they make me so cringy to watch. Thanks. No, you do a great job. Oh, I cringe yeah. myself. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> job. <clears throat> this channel's going nowhere fast. So that was my day. <sighs> I'm brokenhearted now. I don't even know if I want to talk anymore. Okay. I will, I will do my own binging catch up on this Word Awesome Plus videos. No, you won't. By myself no, in the dark yeah. where no one can see them. So how, really, how was your day? What did you, what did you do? Well, I said the, the rapid editing, processing, uploading, posting, got all that stuff done. And I knew this has been building. Um, my mother lives not that far away. It's like a 15-minute drive. I've noticed in the past, and I'm curious, Oklahomans speak of everything in terms of how many minutes does it take of course. to get there. Yes. But I'm curious if that is true of people from other locales or if they actually quote mileage or hmm. kilometers or right. Knots, nautical miles, whatever. Um, I'm curious because if you think about it, it's to me it's a very telling number because 15 minutes from here to my mom's house is a very different number of miles than 15 minutes from here into a specific place in downtown Oklahoma City. Um, right. So it seems like the more accurate way to report. But I just don't know how other people talk about that. And I'm curious. Okay. I don't know either. So, anyway, I drove 15 minutes and I went to see my mom. And before everybody loses their quarantine mind about it, I've been, I've been four days and yeah. touching. I mean, I was healthy. And my mom... It ain't, honestly, the bigger threat was me being around. Yes. Catching what she has because uh -huh. she's, she, she exposed the truth accidentally by referencing a couple of different places that she's been in the last couple days. And so she's, she's running a little faster than she probably should. But, uh, I know with her that like any relationship, but especially with mama with the baby boy. That it's, I kind of need to stay on a schedule to be visible, to have a phone call, to do things. Otherwise, we get some bad feels going. And right. So I needed to get up there. And I did. I had a visit with her. We recollected about family members and things in the past. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it was not horrible. <laughs> It was good. It was good. I enjoyed visiting with my mom. I can only hope and dream that someday when our children come to visit me, that they'll walk away and yeah. be like, well, it wasn't horrible. We'll see. I got through that. It depends how many more lies you tell about them. That's honestly my biggest <laughs> point of contention with my mother is revisionist history. Oh, man. And telling stories that either that is not how it happened and it's always told in a fashion to have fun at my expense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or it just flat did not happen. Yes. Complete fabrication. I don't even know if it ever has happened on a TV show or if she just made <laughs> it up entirely and then assigned it to me. Right. I don't like that. 
So you've been known to even like I, over the years, instead of believing all of the stories, I'll do a subtle look your direction to do like a, uh, an unspoken fact check. And sometimes you'll just be like, right. And that's a gentle version. Usually you can look over and see this vein throbbing in my forehead and you don't even have to ask. It's yeah. just like it pounds out Morse code. Nope. Nope. And it's, we've learned over the years, it's pointless to try to correct the story because it, you've learned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to correct the story. I still push back. I did today. Did it's you like, really? I was like, yeah, that, that's not, that's not how it happened. And what did she, she, say? she didn't like that. Yeah. Um, we were actually comparing each of us repeating a story that we had heard from my grandmother, who is 104 now, mm -hmm. still killing it. Yep. Um, and the version, the version that my mom told was not the version I heard. And I was like, no, that's not the story I heard. And she said she wanted to push back. So we got a little, we bowed up a little bit, kind of <laughs> roostered around. She was like, well, I, you know, I've heard that story a lot of times. I think I'd remember it. I said, well, I heard my story a lot of times, too. And I'm pretty sure I remember it. Uh, yes. And then I think, well, how'd she come back next? I mean, we didn't get anywhere with it. She had one more comeback about it. And uh, I, I was not going to back down. Sometimes you got to draw a line in the carpet and just, that's it. Well, did she have an audience? I know your niece is there too. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. When she has an audience, I feel like that's when she doesn't really want to back down. Yeah. For sure. And I wasn't brusque. I wasn't no. offensive about it. I would never. It's just a matter of fact. Nope. That, no, nope. I heard that story too. And that's not the way it happened. Yeah. It's a nice try, but that's not what happened. Well, I'm sure that'll be me with our kids someday. They'll be like, Mom, no, you're telling the story all wrong. Yeah, it happens now. Mm -hmm. it they, they come tell me. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay, just wait. It's going to get worse. It will get worse. So, so that, was, that was really the epitome of my excitement. I went and behaved as a mediocre son and then came home and did not mow the yard. Don't plan on it. Don't care. It In fact, some bunghole threw a piece of trash in the yard driving by and it's still out there i don't care i'm not picking it up it's not my trash <laughs> that's why our neighbors love us <laughs> mm -hmm. i do have a blower though and if it's still out there when i do need to mow i'm just going to blow it down the street into somebody else's yard that's highly responsible you the person who insists on taking carts back to the cart it's not my trash <laughs> if it was my trash and it was in the neighbor's yard i would walk down the street to go get it fair point okay well, that's us today, that's unless us. you have anything else to report on. I feel like there was something. This is a common problem in my life. I, for, I forget the things. I think I've always forgotten the things. Did I forget that that's not how it happened? Yes, you did. You've okay. already forgotten that. All right. Well, that's, uh, that'll do it. Good deal. Bye-bye. Bye. Pro tip. The poop deck may not be what you think it is. Act accordingly. Ah!